Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to week three with both of us here. Yay! We're, we're, we're doing all, we're doing all right with keeping this going, mm-hmm. I guess. Even if work is determined to make it less and less likely, but it's fine. We're here. I know. Darn those day jobs. Uh, just, well, mine's not a day job; it's a night job. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Uh, anyway, speaking of jobs, that has nothing to do with this week's episode. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say what? No, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know why I was gonna make a segue there. There's no segue to make. Um, so, so speaking of insert thing here to make a segue, uh, we're talking about the the War of the Roses today. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. And um, I, w- I will say, being the American in the room, so to speak, um, I don't think that a lot of non-British people are aware of exactly what the War of the Roses is. Uh, I think people have heard of it, but they don't always know what it is. I think potentially the French might know a little bit as well. That would make sense. Just because it concerns a little bit about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, um, it's... It's very much a civil... It's a civil war of kind of... It's, uh, <laughs> yes, I no, mean, kind of ish. It was a civil war in England. It, however, it didn't yes. involve every single part of England. It was primarily no. It was primarily two houses and their yes. supporters. It was yes. the House of York and the House of Lancashire. Yes. Lancaster. Yeah, Lancaster. Sorry, as it was called then. But yeah, uh, no. It's, I think it's the same place. Uh, I, I don't know Ash uh, our counties, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, this one appealed a little bit to you because uh, of the House of York. Yes, yes. I think. Yeah, my yeah. Um, for anyone who hasn't caught it in any of the previous episodes, my father was actually born in Yorkshire. He was born in a town called Horsforth, which is near Leeds. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, I know Leeds. I don't know Horsforth. Yeah, well, Hor- Horsforth is like a little town that's right next to Leeds. <laughs> Yeah, and um, that's kind of like with me, where but I'm Burntwood next to Birmingham, yeah, which you probably heard of, but you haven't <laughs> heard of, yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, Leeds is one of the major cities in Yorkshire, in that county, and York is I'm trying to remember how far away it is. I think it's like an hour or two away. Yeah, it's not too too far. The the, the thing is, is with the UK, is we're a very small island, mm-hmm. uh, and you could travel the length of it in a day. Yeah. This is true. Uh, just comparing that to some of the American states <laughs> is California, for yeah. example. <laughs> yeah, that's true. like where you need to get on a plane to get from one half of it to the other. I know because I did it because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I landed in uh, San Francisco. No, 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 no. I, d- I oh, I can't remember. You did land uh, in I San think Francisco, because that's where Tessa oh, I did. picked you up. Yeah, okay. I, 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 for some reason, I thought it might be something else. But yeah, apparently that's nowhere near 
uh, Los Angeles. It's yeah, no, it's like an eight-hour drive away, six to eight-hour drive yeah. away, depending on traffic. Yeah, that <clears throat> that's like the length of the UK. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I drove when I visited family in Yorkshire back in college. I stayed with them in Horsforth, and we drove from Horsforth to London and spent a day or two in London so that I could sightsee there as well before I had to leave because my flight left from London anyway, so we timed it. And the drive down there, they warned me ahead of time. They were like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's going to be a really long drive. Um, It's going to take us like four to five hours to get there. And I was like, I just kind of blinked at them. I was like, that's fine. (laughs) I was like, that... That's like driving half my state. We're fine. <laughs> just, just like, what the heck? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, because um, York is the upper end yeah. of the Midlands. Yeah. Yeah. York is but, up near although, Scotland. Yeah, it's like the, it's <clears throat> like, it's like kind of the north, but kind of not. And I don't really know because some people just insist that the, the Midlands doesn't exist, and sometimes I feel like it doesn't exist. And even though I live there, but it's whatever. <laughs> so yeah, uh, York and Lancashire or Lancaster, as it was then. Um, but yeah, ironically, I, I, what I learnt about this for originally uh, when I like the first hair sort of experience I had with it was from an old PS2 game. Which was a like a Yu-Gi-Oh game. Like I don't know if you ever heard of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like the card game. Yeah, I remember that. Where it was it was reskinned, where like the duels were at historic battles. Uh-huh. Of battles from, of the roses. The- <laughs> yes, my brother yeah. had the same Yu-Gi-Oh game. Yeah, it's a great game. I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's where I got a little bit of the the information about it. Where, so yeah, it. it not very, not very super de- uh, in detail on the the history. I've got to be honest, but hey. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, okay. So right, the Wars of the Roses. First off, they took place in the 1400s or the 15th century, uh, between the about May 1455 to June to. Uh, 1487 so just over 30 years about 32 years roughly yeah it was a long the, situation <laughs> yes um there were there are some disputes about the the ending dates and sort of stuff so some say 85 for some reason i'm not really sure why but yeah, yeah. basically uh, it the the main war was for who would control the the throne Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah yeah essentially what happened is the family that was reigning at the time the royal house of I think I can say this right Plantagenet Plant- I mean you're probably saying it better than I am Plantagenet I'm not sure exactly which way you're supposed to pronounce it but anyway they were the royal house maybe yeah um, of England at the time and the house of Lancaster and the house of York were both what was referred to as cadet branches of the main house, meaning they were definitely related to the main house, but they weren't directly in line. They were sort of offshoots. Yeah, they weren't in line for the throne, but I'm pretty sure that the house of Plagnet didn't have uh, an heir. I think that's what happened. Um, if I'm... Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, 
mental infirmity and weak rule. Yeah. Um, of King Henry the Sixth. Yeah. And there were, I mean, they they didn't basically the main house didn't have a good option to put in in the throne. Yeah. So that both the the House of Lancaster and the House of York wanted the wanted the throne basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it, it was a very, very long series of battles. There's a lot of different battles and a lot of different people that were involved because it went over the course of 30 years. And you have to keep in mind back then, 30 years was like a person's entire lifespan sometimes, depending on how poor they were and the kind of food and like medicine they had available to them. So a lot of people lived and died during this war. Well, yeah, like, just looking at the list of, like, the commanders and the leaders who, Mm -hmm. like, how many different leaders there were per the side. So, like, Henry VI, uh, Henry VII, like, obviously they're the leaders. And then there are two opposing leaders, Edward VI and Richard III. Mm -hmm. And then there's uh, a bunch of other names like barons and earls and lords um so yeah it's this this yeah so one thing that is interesting too is that who was controlling the the throne actually switched from one to the other throughout the course of all of these yes. wars so mm-hmm. initially york won yeah yes they did but it was never uncontested uh, by the other side. Yeah. So um, in 1460, which is about five years after it all started, the Duke of York yeah. died, and his son Edward, <clears throat> or yeah. well, his heir, not uh, his son, his son, yes. his heir Edward, took over control. And um, throughout the next year, uh, during 1460, they York side won enough battles that eventually Edward was able to claim the throne. And then um, the Battle of... He was the first Yorkist king of England. Yes, he was the first Yorkist king of England, and he ruled as Edward IV. And the decisive battle was the Battle of Towton. I assume. Uh, That's what it looks like, yeah. The Battle of Towton. And that's... In Yorkshire. It was near the village of Towton in Yorkshire. And it was estimated that it's, oh, according to this little quotation, it's probably the largest and bloodiest battle ever fought on English soil. Ooh. Uh, Fair enough. Okay, and then apparently there was a small bit of resistance for the first few years of his reign, but... Uh, that was kind of sort of snuffed out by the end of the uh, 1464. Mm-hmm. And then five years later <clears throat> in 1469, a new phase of the, the war broke up after the Earl of Warwick, the most powerful noble in the country, withdrew his support from, from Edward and threw it behind the, uh, the Lancastrian cause. Oh, okay. So apparently just people swapping sides and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And of course... We have some history to tell us reasons of why person A switched from one side to the other and why person B switched from one side to the other. But we don't 
always have all the information, so it's hard to say exactly unless they actually wrote something themselves. Which most didn't, because no. that could have been, you know, terms for capital punishment if they got on the wrong side of people, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, forces change, <clears throat> uh, fortunes change as uh, many times as the Yorkists and the Lancastrians uh, forces exchange victories throughout sixty-nine uh, between sixty-nine and seventy. Uh, and Edward uh, was even captured for a time in 1469. Didn't know that. I didn't know that he was captured. Uh, and apparently he escaped or was helped to escape in 14, in 1470. And then during that time, Henry VI was reinstated as king in 1470. But his resumption uh, of rule was short-lived and he was uh, deposed again following his defeat of forces in the Battle of Tewkesbury? Tewkesbury, it maybe. looks like. Tewkesbury, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> why why, do, why mm. do we have such weird names? I, I don't know. Uh, um, it is yeah, in, and then in, that was in... Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was just going to say that was in 1471, but carry on. I was just going to say, for anyone who's lost by all the names at this point, here's the short version. Henry VI was the king. However... He was thought he was at least what history tells us. Now, whether this is true or whether the victors wrote the story, it's hard to say. But the overall consensus was that he was weak willed and therefore not good at being a strong king. He was also mentally infirm and not very competent. So basically, he was useless and sitting on their throne, which a lot of the nobles who were at the high level and therefore um, somewhat in charge of the country besides the king didn't like that because it meant that it made England weak. And that's why there was so much talk of replacing him and why things went so back and forth. Because even though technically he was supposed to be the king, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see. Yeah. He was so ineffectual and such a bad leader that they didn't want him in charge. So York put Uh, up their person and Lancaster put up their person and then that's where all the fighting started. Yeah. Uh, where, so some people still support the king and the king in general and other people supported new rule basically mm-hmm. uh, and obviously he wasn't quite as weak willed as people thought because he did at least put up some kind of fight yeah but not for very long because then he got replaced again by Edward the Fourth, again taking over um, and then more of the wars and chaos started to happen when Edward the Fourth died in 1483 because his 12 year old son was technically the next in line and should be the ruler but he only ruled for 78 days as edward v and then he was deposed by his uncle ed right and that was the point where everyone in england was like excuse you no and more fightings broke out (laughs) yeah uh i mean (sighs) yep Yeah, apparently until his sudden death in nineteen fourteen eighty three. I don't like the way. I don't like the term "sudden death." <laughs> that, like that implies other connotations there. Yeah, it implies that something happened, which is possible. We don't. I mean, potentially there was already a lot of tension in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't like the way Richard III ascended, like into into, into the power. Uh, and right. it caused a lot of contra- controversy. Yeah. I hate that word. Yeah. I hate it because I can't say it. 
Yeah, it did cause a lot of controversy, though, because he basically stole the throne from the rightful heir, which was his nephew. And so a lot of really diehard York supporters did not like that because he disrupted what should have been. Yes, I mean, I understand that he was 12. Right. So he did need someone there as an advisor, but yeah, it was... Right, but advisor is different than being like, get off the throne, kid, it's mine now. Yeah, pretty much. Then the war uh, started again with Buckingham's rebellion, apparently, as many diehard Yorkists abandoned Richard to join the Lancastrians. Uh, While the rebellions lacked much central coordination in the chaos that exiled Henry Tudor's son of Henry VI's half-brother, and the leader of the Lancastrian course returned to the country from exile in Brittany at the head of uh, an army combined combined of Brenton and uh, Breton and English forces uh, Breton I'm not sure Uh, and apparently Richard avoided direct contact with Henry until the Battle of Bosworth Field on the 22nd of August 1485 Uh, and after Richard III was killed and his forces defeated at Bosworth Field Henry assumed the throne as Henry VII and married Elizabeth of York the eldest daughter of the heir Edward uh, IV and thereby uniting the two claims. Mm-hmm. And then the House of Tudor came out of that. Right. And, uh, and most people have heard of the Tudors because that TV show came out. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's uh, be honest. Let's... Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but also that, that the House of Tudor <laughs> had some fairly inf- uh, famous rulers uh, during the time. Because of, they, of course, had Henry VIII, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who most people have heard of and they went all the way up until uh, 1603 with Elizabeth I and most people have heard of Elizabeth I this is also true yeah and I mean I'm sure it would uh, have kept going further if she'd married and had children but yes but she chose to not have any uh, have any uh, children of her own mm-hmm. yeah okay so that's like the basic sort of rundown of that and that actually leads us into a sort of good point to, to think go into our break. Okay. All right. So after we come back, we'll look at some maybe small, some other small bits and all that kind of thing. And then we'll call it an episode. So we'll see you in a minute, guys. Yeah, we're doing it kind of on time again. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, close. Um, all right, yeah. so I'm going to start off by talking to you about World Anvil, one of our amazing mm-hmm. sponsors. WorldAnvil.com is the most robust and complete campaign management website and program that you can find out there. We've tried a lot of them, so yes. we know this to be true. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. site where you can create your world. You can basically create a wiki of your world and you can link everything together, the different characters, the different spots, the different locations and events that have happened. You can also link together the people in terms of relationships and say how close they are. Is this person that person's mother and things like that. There's all sorts of things you can use. Or enemies and stuff like that. Enemies too, yes. You can use it to build up your world, whether you're a dungeon master or game master. 
trying to start your game and you want to create the world more fully for your characters and your players, or if you're someone writing a story and you want to have everything in one spot so that you've got it all organized and can keep track of what happened where, or just share it with your fans and your readers. However that works out, it's an amazing site. It's worldanvil.com and we definitely recommend you check it out. Yeah, they also won an any last year for being such an amazing mm-hmm. management uh, tool as well. It's true. Uh, other amazing people that like to support us and we love them for it are Die Hard Dice. Yes. Die Hard Dice create amazing, beautiful, stunning metal and polymer dice. They have um, their own molds that they designed with beautiful, easy to read numbers and striking colours, especially on their sort of Spellbinder series, which is dual colours. Uh, I still love them. Uh, I still roll them with mm-hmm. uh, all my different characters. Uh, I basically almost exclusively use Die Hard Dice now for, for dice. Same. Uh, with the exception of like Kickstarters and stuff like <clears> that. But even then, like it's not because of not. I don't support metal dice because I've not found any dice that I like the look of better. Because their colors are tested rigorously until they're happy with them and it shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have great accessories like the scroll of rolling which you can use to transport two sets of dice along with uh, like a rollable mat so you can if you're a dungeon master that's all that you're really going to need you can just fill that thing with d6s and kill your party with fireballs it's great <laughs> uh, and there so yeah so they've got great accessories they've got great colors and dice that you can search through all of their website for uh, if you do find anything that you'd like on their website, you can use the code Geek Thyself to get 15%. That's 1515 off your first or next order with them. They've got free US shipping and discounted uh, international shipping, which is great for me. So, yeah, if you want to roll with the best, just go to dieharddice.com. That's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, so with all that being said, we will jump back into the lovely topic of war because. <laughs> it's, History is bloody, man. Like <laughs> it really is. It really yeah. is. So yeah. Okay. But we'll see you in a second. All right. Thanks, guys. Welcome back. Yeah. After something that we basically did on time for one thing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. See, so, yeah. Uh. So. What would you like to cover for the second half? Because we basically did a summary of everything. Well, I think we could uh, we could even do a shorter summary. Yeah, um, uh, and then uh, and then talk about some of maybe some of the major players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it works. So, yeah. So we we kind of gave you you guys a real quick synopsis in the first half of the War of the Roses, um, yeah. just because I know there's a lot of names we've been throwing out. So and there's a lot yeah. of like Edward this and Henry the Fifth and like there's so many people with the same yeah, name. Yeah, this. So yeah, because <laughs> fathers had the 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 unfortunate uh, affliction of naming their sons after themselves, mm-hmm. uh, and when there's war, that's just really confusing. So yeah, there's so much oh, back right. and forth. So to summarize, for anyone trying to keep track in your head, Hen- Henry the fifth, excuse me, Henry the sixth was the ruler of England under the House of Plan- Plantagenet. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. Plantagenet. I don't know. But um, he was in charge. However, everyone agreed that he was not a great ruler. He was not super 
mentally with it. He wasn't a strong, decisive ruler, and they wanted one. So the two of the branches of the House of Plantagenet, the House of Lancaster and the House of York, started fighting. The House of York initially won, and their heir, Edward, um, claimed the throne and ruled as Edward IV, the first Yorkist king of England. Um, and he was later deposed, and Henry V, or excuse me, Henry VI, the one who was taken away the first time, was put back on the throne, but then they went back and forth a couple of times. And ultimately, Edward won and ruled as Edward IV of England. But when, And he kicked out a lot of the Lancaster opposition so that he didn't have to worry about it. He banished them from England, so he didn't have really anyone opposing him. But then when yeah, he, and I think most of them went to France, yeah. I think, is I the base, so. basis of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he died, his 12-year-old son was supposed to take over as Edward V. But he only ruled for 78 days before his uncle, Edward IV's brother, took over and became Richard III. He kicked his nephew off the throne. At which point, a lot of Yorkist supporters said, wait a second, we don't like this. Edward is the one that's supposed to be on the throne right now, not Richard. And so they rebelled against that. And a lot of them left Richard's support team and went to join the Lancastrians. Um, and from there, um, the exiled Henry Tudor, who was the son of Henry VI's half-brother Edmund, um, came back and took over as the leader of the Lancastrian cause. And as such, he led the rebellion against Richard III and won. So Henry Tudor took over from Richard III, and the Lancastrians now had control of the throne. But in order to try to stop all this war from continuing to happen, which was really a good idea, Henry, um, who became Henry VII when he took the throne, also married Elizabeth of York, who was the eldest daughter of Edward IV. So she was the eldest, she was the eldest daughter and the sister of the Edward that was supposed to be on the throne, the chi the child, before he was kicked off by his uncle. So by doing that, he united the two houses, and so there was no longer the House of Lancaster and the House of York fighting. Now they had one joint house that was going to rule England. <clears throat> yeah, called the House of Tudor. Yes. Uh, and uh, to actually symbolize that, the House of Tudor's symbol is a red rose uh, with a, a white rose in the middle of it. Yes. So for anyone who isn't aware, and I, we didn't actually say this earlier, so we probably should have. So the War, oh, of, <laughs> the War of the Roses, the reason they call it the War of the Roses is that as offshoots of the main house, the House of Lancaster and the House of York had very similar um, crests basically. The House of York had a white rose. It is, you can look it up online if you want. It's a white five-petaled rose. Yeah. Uh, with the fifth petal pointing down. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's like a, an upside-down pentagon. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's got little green leaves at all the corners and a yellow center. Yeah. The House mm -hmm. of Lancaster. And the house... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a right side up uh, pentagon with five petals again, so very similar, with a sort of white uh, center. And uh, I'm not sh uh, I think it's just red all the way around. Yeah, there's no there's no extra color there. So yeah, but uh, basically very similar in, in design. Mm -hmm. 
so the House of Tudor combined the two. It's the pentagon yeah. shape pointing down with the red on yeah. the outside and the white in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they even kept the leaves from the white one and put those around the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, for a way of uh, summarising a war where both sides are represented, I think it's alright, but... Yeah, it did last 30 or so years, so a lot of death, a lot of people suffered because mm-hmm. of it. <laughs> yeah, and it's often referred to as the War of the Roses because of those symbols. It was the mm-hmm. two symbols of the houses, yeah. and then ultimately the house that settled it all also used mm-hmm. the rose symbols. But yeah. um, uh, it's also sometimes referred to as the Wars of the Roses because technically it wasn't one big war, it was a no. series of wars that led to this ultimate yeah. house rule. Well, that's because I, I, I think they'd refer to it as the wars because there was an, an initial victory for one side mm-hmm. and then much later in the same war or same conflict. Yeah, there was a, war, the, a win the, for the other side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So so I think that's why. I, I've only ever called it the War of the Roses, though. Same. And that's just how I've yeah. always heard it referred to, and it's how I think of it. But I have yeah. recently seen that some people refer to it as the Wars of the Roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean, it, it makes sense. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, uh, I'm not fussed about that, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, the main sort of players, basically uh, four sets of monarchs, or not four sets, uh, four different monarchs that basically spanned over four, uh, 30 years or so uh, until... Henry the Sixth became the eventual monarch, uh, and uh, united both sides, and there wasn't any more war, which is all good. Yes. So yeah, and most, if not all, of the the earls and the lords on both sides either surrendered, were killed in action, uh, were killed by capital punishment, mm-hmm. or. Yeah, so that's basically what most of them. Uh, the, the only ones that mainly survived are the ones from the, the the newer wars as they kind of came to an end, basically. Yeah, because they didn't want any more war after everything that had been happening, so they made sure yeah, that the so. people who were potentially going to start the trouble were no longer in the picture. Yeah. Brutal, but effective. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you're not wrong. But yeah, it just meant a lot of death but for both... Mm-hmm. Commanders and all that sort of stuff, and for soldiers who who uh, were supporting either side. Uh, I I actually saw uh, when I went to the well, Warwick Castle, which is obviously one of the battles for War of the Roses, mm-hmm. uh, Wars of the Roses, because it uh, there was obviously conflict t- taking place in Warwickshire. Uh, they actually had a a sort of. Uh, a horse jousting performance arena where they kind of told the story in some ways, <laughs> obviously a lot quicker uh, mm. than than that. But it was really interesting to sort of watch, and that's just a a weird tangent. But it's also something that uh, so yeah, like in the sort of the important places like where the castles are and all that kind of thing, they do kind mm-hmm. of do like demonstrations for all of that. So, yeah, I, I don't think there was actually any fighting uh, in. Uh, in France, though, I don't think so. Mm, not that I know of. At least not yeah, yeah. actual battles. 
I they might have yeah. fought politically. Yeah. But I I but yeah, don't so remember yeah. ever hearing of any actual battles. Yeah, because uh, like uh, with it, with Warwick's uh, rebellion, uh, the Earl of Warwick switching sides. That's why there's the there's the uh, the performances are shown at the castle because that was a big turning point for for the whole war. Uh, for who's who started to win after everything got shook up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, aftermath. Ah. Historians debate the extent of impact the wars had on medieval English life. Uh, the classical view is that many casualties among the nobility uh, continue the changes in feudal England uh, society caused by the effects of the Black Death. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> so, yeah, because this would have come... Uh, about a hundred years after the Black Death, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Something like it's that. Been a while since I've looked at. Uh, yeah, the Black Death ended in thirteen fifty one. So, yeah, about within the within a century of that happening, this all broke out. So that isn't exactly great for keeping the 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 remaining populace alive. But it's uh, yep. Not so much. Uh, yeah, these uh, included weakening of the oh, power. You know, uh, earlier oh, you, you mentioned that some people say it ended in 1485 versus 1487. Yeah. I was reading mm. through the notes and I just found why. I was like, I remember oh, something why? about that. So, um, the Battle of Bosworth Field, which is when right. Richard III was killed and Edward the, or excuse me, Henry the Seventh took over, was yeah. um, in August of 1485. 85. But ah, two right. years later... After, when the marriage happened. Well, no. Two years later, um, a the Earl of Lincoln, who was a Yorkist sympathizer, put up a fake Edward Plantagenet, who would have been Henry V's... So, or, sorry, sixth. So many, God, extra names. Who would, have, who would have been the heir to the original king that started the whole thing. Um, so he was a fake heir, but this Yorkist sympathizer put up this guy as a potential king. He was defeated and everyone was killed. But that battle, the Battle of Stoke Field, took place in June of 1487 and was the official end to the War of the Roses. So some people say it's, would say it's the Battle of Bosworth Field because it was 1485 and that's when really the king took over yeah. and everything started to settle. But others yeah. say it's 1487 because that's when the last true fight that had Battle, anything to do yeah, with yeah. York versus Lancaster took place. Ah, oh, okay. That's that's interesting. So, yeah, uh, ironically, Stokefield is very close to where I live. <laughs> uh, that's just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't actually know about that second bit. I, I always... Uh, I've heard about, like, the the, the, the two two houses coming together and that was the end of it. I didn't realise there was a, 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 a battle a couple of years later mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Uh, just, I think that is pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... Uh, yep, so this has been a history topic that Russ and I find interesting. Hopefully you guys did yeah. too. Obviously it's hard to cover... It's hard to cover 30 like, years of war in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's certainly... Uh, there's an awful lot of 
different uh, monarchs and relations mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. And it's it's difficult to wrap your head around sometimes because like they're all named so similar. It's just like which one is this one? Yeah, that's that's the part that makes it the most confusing. Like even me, I messed up and said Henry V yeah. instead of Henry the Sixth a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah. It just gets confusing because it's Henry this and then Edward this and then you yeah. hear Edward and Henry again and then the names just yeah, keep yeah. repeating. And it was because yeah, they yeah, and you and like yeah, it's a different Henry and a different Edward. It's like yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, it's very. It can get very confusing. Yeah. Alright, but with all that kind of wrapped up, (laughs) uh, we will call that an episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hope you enjoyed us talking a little bit about this. Uh, We'll be talking again next week about more history. Yep. Uh, So we're excited for that. And until then, we will see you all very soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.